this seventh Monday of Easter, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint John. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. His disciples said, Now you are talking plainly, and not in a figure of speech. Now we realize that you know everything, and that you do not need to have anyone question you. Because of this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you believe now? Behold, the hour is coming, and has arrived when each of you will be scattered to his own home, and you will leave me alone. But I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. In the world you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Like every Monday, like every beginning of the week, it's good to rekindle the strength, the desire, to start hand in hand with the Word of God. We cannot walk without the help of what God wants to say to our hearts every day. We can't start the day without listening to something that is good for us. Yesterday, in one of the Masses, I asked the children, where did Jesus go? They all answered, To heaven. And where is heaven? I asked. And of course, all of them pointed up. I asked again, But isn't Jesus also with us now? Isn't he within our hearts? Yes, they all answered. Well, then, where is heaven? And they all pointed up again. I tried several times, but I didn't succeed. It was hard for them to understand that heaven is where Jesus is, that actually, when in God's word we say heaven, we are referring to the place, so to speak, where God is, and if God is everywhere, within our hearts as well, we can also say that heaven is within us, when we love and let him love in us. That's what we celebrated yesterday, with the Feast of the Ascension, and that's what we will continue to reflect on over the next few days. We can ask ourselves today, taking something from today's glimpse of the Gospel, how much trouble and suffering could we have been spared if we had been told the whole truth about life, or at least being helped to discover it as soon as possible? How much pain and disappointment could we have avoided if we had been told that nothing was as easy as we thought it would be? How much trouble would you have spared your child if you hadn't made life look like a fairy tale when in fact it was so difficult? Well, in reality, as I was saying, those who lie or want to cover up the truth are not the only ones to blame, but also those who don't want to make an effort to get to know the truth. Lies are sometimes disguised as supposedly doing good to others, but in the long run they become an evil, an obstacle to progress, to faith, to courage and hope.
There are people who prefer to spare others, at all costs, any kind of suffering. I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to go through the same as I did. It is understandable, isn't it? No parent wants any of his or her children to suffer. None of them. But at the same time, can any parent prevent their children from suffering in one way or another in life? I am not talking about the suffering that comes as a result of evil, which is always to be avoided. One shouldn't suffer for the sake of suffering, even when it can't be totally avoided. I am referring rather to the suffering that comes from doing good, from seeking good, from fighting for good, for justice, love, honesty, sincerity, generosity, dedication, self-control, joy, kindness, education, the common good, the poor, and for so many other things. That's the kind of suffering that's worthwhile. That is impossible to avoid, and that is necessary. Those who want to avoid this suffering have not yet understood the meaning of life. Fathers and mothers who want to spare their children these beautiful sufferings aren't raising men and women who are capable of loving and making an effort to do so, but men and women who will not be able to discover the beautiful joy of a life that's given for others. What did Jesus say to his friends before leaving? Don't worry, everything will be alright. Don't worry, you will always do well. You will always be successful. Everyone will love you. You'll never suffer. He who loves me won't suffer at all. He will always have health and a good job. Did he tell them that? It is interesting to see that in the face of the disciples' very confident affirmation that they believed, Jesus doesn't hold back to and welcome truths. You will leave me alone and you will have to suffer. Jesus gave off such bad vibes, right? However, he told us the truth. Do we like to be told the truth? Do we like Jesus to tell us the truth about our life? Do we like to tell the truth to others, or do we disguise it? Jesus anticipated them, and anticipated us, that even when we think we have got it all figured out, we could leave him in the blink of an eye. When we come across pain or suffering in our life, we are capable of abandoning Jesus, of abandoning faith. How many people abandon Jesus when difficulty arises? How many times have we left Jesus alone out of fear, out of shame, out of embarrassment for what people will say? Jesus foresees that we will suffer in life because of others and through our own fault. Do we have to avoid suffering? Yes, the kind of suffering which isn't worthwhile, that which comes from our own and others' evil. Do we have to avoid all the sufferings of life? No. Suffering for good is necessary and inevitable. He who suffers for love is happy, unbelievable as this may seem. He who knows how to suffer both what unexpectedly happens to them 
and what they choose knows how to live. He lives differently and transforms everything into an opportunity for love. Jesus didn't lie to us. He chose the truth. What do you choose? May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.